watched the power of God deliver people from pimp to prostitute to gang to, to Christians that fell away and backslid. Uh, it does not matter. Jesus loves them all just the same and died for all of them. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'll show you guys one of the videos here. Um, in this first one, um, I'll show you, um, I'll, do, I'll do the um, arm pain gone. And this woman was in Pakistan, but it was kind of funny because we asked her to demonstrate her healing and she started doing a whirlwind, you know, kind of like this. So you can kind of see how happy she was that she was healed. Check this out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so she, she had a, um, she was a Muslim and gave her life to Jesus. So she gave her life to Christ in, in the crusade as well. Pretty cool. I'll show you guys one more as well. Um, at our table in the back, I'll be back there after the service, after the prayer time, and uh, you're welcome to check out the things that we have there. I have my first, uh, my very first book out, Hunger, and uh, I'm happy to sign books at the end as well. If anybody wants that, I know that's special to some people, and um, you can get that at the at the table as well as our T-shirts. Now, if you're wearing one of our T-shirts, can you stand up? Because I don't have anybody helping me today. Did anybody wear the shirts? Okay, because I, I had some, in the, I think, in the kids' area wearing them, but I don't think they're in here. So if you look back there, we have four different shirts. There's a blue, a red, a black, and a green, and all the proceeds go to help us with the crusade. So we don't keep anything. Uh, the offering today at the end, you'll have a chance to give as well to the crusades. Uh, we don't keep anything. Everything goes straight into our crusades. We live by faith and just trust the Lord. And um, that's just the way we've set it up from day one in the ministry, and we've never lacked a thing. So um, we, we go to the nations. You can see the large mass crusades that are, that are in these videos. But um, we, we uh, go by faith and by people that support us. We have 230 monthly, uh, 233 monthly partners now. Uh, actually, 235, Pastor, because two people yesterday signed up here at Marinette. Amen. So thank you, guys. But um, we have monthly partners that stand with us from $1 a month up to $1,000 a month and everything in between. So um, if, if the Lord puts it on your heart to partner with us today, uh, our way of saying thank you is you guys can just have a free shirt at the back of any amount, monthly of any amount. And uh, you can do those at the table and uh, also online at our website. So we're happy to get you set up with that. I'm going to show you guys one more miracle video and then we're going to get into the word. Um, this video is pretty cool because it was also in the nation of Pakistan, but um, we have invested heavily into media in our ministry and really capturing things. We have a, a, a show in, our, uh, in four different stations in Pakistan that goes uh, out to 179 countries around the world through the satellites. And uh, with, those, with those TV shows, with our podcast that's on the Charisma Podcast Network, we, we uh, have uh, a show that goes out daily. And has now had 150,000 downloads uh, on the Charisma Podcast Network. And this podcast, they say, is in the top five fastest growing podcasts of all of Charisma right now. So it's a pretty, pretty uh, uh, amazing and humbling thing for us to see that with a bedroom in my house, we're able to, <laughs> we're able to produce this and watch God move as we capture things around the world. Um, so you can go on to Awaken the Wonder or Caleb Wampler on anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can get a daily spiritual thought from us as well. Um, but with the media that we've been intentionally capturing, every crusade I go on, I bring somebody with me to try to capture media and miracles. So the YouTube channel and just everything is all about capturing what God is doing. And as we've been able to do that, we've been able to capture really cool uh, stories of, of amazing things God has done. But in this, in this specific video, it's pretty cool because... Uh, 
a lot of times people come and interview with us after the service when they get healed, you know. So we'll say, does anybody have testimonies? And people come up and we get to interview them. And so this gentleman, we did that with. But our media team that day, they actually captured the moment in the service where the gentleman realized he was healed. <laughs> Pretty cool. So you're going to see the moment where he realizes he's healed, and then afterwards he ends up coming up to testify. But uh, he had a thumb tumor. So check this out. Pretty cool. Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> Amen. And so today we are going to pray for all of you to feel very better and very good. Uh, as, we, as we see in all of the places we go, at the end we'll pray for people and we'll believe for healing as well for you. Um, thank you so much for, uh, for those that came to the workshop yesterday. It was a blessing to be able to spend the whole day uh, ministering about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I really hope you were blessed by, by uh, the workshop because... Uh, as we've done these around the nation, we've been able to see lots of people get activated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, realizing how powerful it is when they're praying in the Spirit. And so I hope, I hope that you have been able to do that and, uh, and take, some, uh, take some nuggets from that to uh, increase your walk with your faith with the Lord. Um, today, I want to uh, preach a message out of the book of, of Psalm 139 and I'm going to have you guys focus on verses 5 to 7, and hopefully by the end of this message today, you'll have these verses memorized, because uh, if you can get this into your spirit today, uh, you're going to be able to uh, uh, watch the Lord just completely transform your life as he has done with mine. Now, as we've traveled around, um, we have watched the hand of God just completely destroy the works of the devil, and um, in all of these nations we go to, um, I've been in about 30 countries now. We're able to watch uh, that the same God is in all of the places. And what we're finding is he's never surprised by what the enemy tries to do. Um, so I was in Haiti just four weeks ago uh, and then in India last week. Um, in Haiti, we just found out actually in Charisma, Charisma Media actually did an interview with us on this. And it, it's now been being posted through Charisma News. But um, we heard and found out that the, that the area we went into, the village in Haiti that had never... Um, that had never had a presentation of the gospel before, that the witches found out servants of God were going to be coming to, to their village. And so they started going around the village announcing that servants of God are coming here. And so we need to show them that we have the real power. And so uh, we, didn't, we didn't know this at the time of the crusade. We just knew there was demonic strongholds going on. But um, they actually, and this is not for the faint of heart, if you do not want to hear this, you're welcome to plug your ears. But um, they... They actually were cannibalistic witches, and um, they were actually going around doing child sacrifice and eating the children um, of the village. And they did this with multiple children, and when they did, they were saying, we have the real power, so give us your children. And, um, and so we, and they required blood sacrifices with their voodoo, so it's part of their rituals. It's just, it's disgusting. It's, it's horrid, you know. And so they were literally bathing the grounds of the crusade area, like literally the grounds in the village of the crusade we were in with the blood of the children before we came. Now, we didn't know any of this at the time. And so we started encountering all this spiritual warfare, and we're like going into it, and we're like just feeling like God's given us the victory. But like, there's like, it's just kind of like, there's just a very thick demonic atmosphere, you know, like 
you guys see de- demon stuff, you know, <laughs> like, it, it's, the stuff is real, man. Witches are real. The stuff's real. The, the, the power of the dark side's real. But what you need to know is that it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what the dark side is doing because uh, we have Jesus. <laughs> We've got the blood of Jesus. And uh, when you're on his side, you always win. It's pretty cool, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> so we walk in there preaching Jesus, a simple gospel message, and these witches are showing up to the meetings, and on the third night, they start casting spells at us. Now, some, like, felt like something was off, but I'm like, I, I wasn't quite sure. I was trying to put a finger on it. My translator, I'm like, what's going on? My translator's like, everything's fine, Pastor. I'm like, everything's not fine. Don't lie to me. Like, something's going on right now. They're like, and so I, I get the crusade director, and he goes, he goes, brother, the witches are gathering in the back of the field uh, over behind, the, behind uh, off, off behind the area. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority. I bind every, you know, I just start declaring. And, and so I end up, in the crusade, I end up walking off the platform, and I start going into the crowd. <laughs> now, this isn't, this isn't normal at a crusade to do this, because typically in crusades, yeah, there's lots of people, and if you walk into the crowd, you get ambushed. <laughs> you can die by a stampede at a crusade. It's, it's, not, it's actually a real thing. <laughs> people can get trampled at crusades, and it's, it's very scary, you know. So I, I uh, but I felt like I was supposed to go into the crowd, so I start to go out into the crowd, and I start marching past the end of the fields, and I start one by one going and saying, do you want to give your life to Jesus, looking him in the eye? And we start leading the witches to the Lord one by one. (laughs) The witches started giving their lives to Jesus. Now, I didn't know they were cannibalistic witches at the time. I just knew they were witches. And the witches start repenting and giving their lives to Jesus, renouncing their witchcraft. And, uh, and, And now I'm being told that those same witches are actually now being evangelists in the village. They're going door to door throughout the village telling people about Jesus, that the servants of God had the real power, and we don't have the real power. And in the crusade, when they were staring at us, they were looking at us, and they couldn't, their spells wouldn't work. And when they tried to look us in the eye, all they saw was flames of fire. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We've got the power in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. We don't have to worry about what the witches are going to do and, uh, and, 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 and what the demons are doing and the dark side's doing. I hear more things about what, what, what the devil's doing in churches than what God's doing. Come on, somebody. Why don't we talk about what God's doing? He's setting the captives free. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord is upon him, and, and it's upon us. Hallelujah. Because he's anointed us to preach the good news. To set the captives free. Come on. To proclaim the year of favor for the Lord. We need to be going to the sick and declaring healing and and praying for the sick and seeing them recover. Because this is what God has given us as the right as a believer. We've got keys to the kingdom of heaven, friends. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We've got keys to the kingdom. Anybody? Do you believe this? Matthew 16, 19. We, we've got authority in the earth to carry out God's plans and purposes and to see his kingdom come and his glory come wherever we go. Does anybody get excited about this? Is anybody alive out there? Can anybody hear me? Jesus is winning. Jesus is winning. Here in, in Psalm 139, if you want to flip your Bibles there, in verse 5 through 7, it says, You go before me. And follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. 
I can never get away from your presence. Now, this is, this is a psalm of David. Now, David is, um, David uh, went through some stuff, anybody? <laughs> and he's here in this passage saying something that's just super profound to me. He's saying, God goes before me, and he follows me, and his hand of blessing is upon me. Now, if you think about this, that pretty much covers everything, right? <laughs> if God goes before me, where's that? My future, right? Everything that's in front of me, he's already there. God is behind me. Where's that? Past, yeah. If he comes stinking up on you with your stinky past, you tell him his future in Jesus' name. You know where he's going, right? <laughs> his hand of blessing is upon me. Where's that? Yeah, right now, my present. So if he's, if he's before me in my future, he's behind me in my past, his hand of blessing is upon me in my present, David says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. But you already think you get it, right? <laughs> I'm about to start preaching in here. Come on, somebody. God is before you. God is behind you. His hand of blessing is upon you. Such knowledge is too wonderful for David to understand. Verse 7. He can't get away from his spirit, and he can't get away from his presence. Do you think you can get away from his spirit or his presence? <laughs> God is before you. God is behind you. His hand of blessing is upon you. I, I, I think of the life of David in some of the stuff he went through, and just as like a really short recap here, uh, shepherd boy, youngest in the family, wasn't invited to his own coronation ceremony, right? <laughs> uh, killed a lion and a bear and a giant, so nice, so nice accolades there. Uh, couldn't fit in Saul's armor, killed a giant with a, with a stone, cut off his head with his own sword. Pretty cool, right? That's, that's a nice one. Um, Saul has killed his thousands, David has killed his ten thousands, king throws a spear, uh, it, like he's playing harp for the king, king tries to kill him, goes on the run for seven years, hiding in caves, cuts off the garment, and uh, when he cuts off the garment, he says, far be it from me to touch the Lord's anointed, like, because uh, that, that's up to God. Um, when, when Saul finally does die, the guy brings the news, and, uh, and David, uh, David says, you killed him? Well, yeah, he told me to follow him. He told me to. He told me to kill him because he was in misery and pain. Well, you killed the Lord's anointed, and he kills the guy who kills the Lord's anointed. I mean, who is this guy? David uh, goes in. He finally becomes king. Then he, uh, then he murders a man, commits adultery with the woman, goes up. Like, can, can, do you see the life of this guy? Like, <laughs> and he's the one telling you. His son rises up in an insurrection against him to overthrow his kingdom. Like David, a man after God's own heart. This guy is the one writing this. And he says, God is before me. God is behind me. His hand of blessing is upon me. I can never get away from his spirit, whether in cave, whether in shadow, whether as a shepherd in the fields, whether facing a giant, whether as a king of kings or the one not invited to my own ceremony. I cannot get away from his spirit or his presence. Right here in Marinette, Wisconsin today, friends, 
You are with God and God is with you. You cannot get away from his spirit or his presence. It does not matter what the politician said, what the president said, what the person in your job said, what the boss said, what the coworker said, what the COVID said, what the health said, what the doctor said. God is with you. And you can't get away from his spirit or his presence. Pastor, I don't, I don't think that they get it yet. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, you know, the first time I read this passage, I remember um, I was pretty excited. And I, uh, I, was, I was sitting on my couch. Um, it's probably, probably about three years ago now. And I'm sitting there, and I, all of a sudden, I'm in just this, just a morning devotional time. I'm just reading my Bible, like, before I go to work kind of thing. And I start reading Psalm 139, just part of my daily read the Bible in a year plan, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. It wasn't, didn't hear anything. It was just reading. And I read this passage, and it jumps off the page at me. It was like I got hit with a locomotive. I probably could have jumped over a tower like Superman, you know, probably, probably would have been great at that time. And I start reading this thing, and at the time, I, I like run out of the room, and I, I ran over to where my ran over to where my, my wife was in the room. I'm like, oh my goodness, God is before me, God is behind me, his hand of blessing is upon me. That's my past, present, and future. Like, oh my goodness, that's like everything. Like, I, I can't lose. Like, I can't lose. Like, I'm just blessed all the time. Like, wow, this is amazing. So I run in, run to go tell my wife, and I'm like, my like, harmony, like, oh my goodness, like. You're never going to believe this. I'm like, she's in there changing a poopy diaper with one of the kids. I'm like, oh, okay, you just got to like, just, just stop for just a second, Harmony. Like, just hold on. Just, just give me a minute here. And she's like, there's like a poopy diaper. I'm like, this is more important than the poopy diaper. Like, you got to hear this. And she's like, but, but, but the poop. And I'm like, I'm like, just like 30 seconds. Harmony, God is before you. God is behind you. His hand of blessing is upon you. Like, you can't get away from his spirit or his presence. Like, are you kidding me? She's like, okay, that's great, Caleb. Yeah, that's great. I'm like, no, 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 no. Harmony, you don't get it. God is before you. God is behind you. His hand of blessing is, is upon you. Like, past, present, future. Bam. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's great, Caleb. That's great. I'm, you don't get it. Do you, do, you, do you want to do the diaper? I'm like, hold on, no, okay, I just gotta go. I gotta go. I walk into the house. My mom's working out. Um, and she, we had the spare room in the garage, and so she's out there working. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go tell my mom. My mom's gonna get this. Like, I walk out there. And her, the phone's ringing. She's working from home remotely, and I'm like, mom, like, mom, you gotta give me like 30 seconds. I just read the most amazing thing in my entire life. Like, you're never gonna believe what the, what the, what the Bible says. Like, check this out. And she's like, I, I'm working, honey. Like, I'm working. I'm like, just like 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Like, okay, just 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Okay, you ready, Mom? You ready? Yeah, okay. God is before you. God is behind you. His hand of blessing is upon you. You can't get away from his spirit or his presence. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, no, that's great, honey. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Mom, look at me, Mom. Just give me like 15 seconds. Look me in the eye, Mom. You have to hear this. This is going to change your life. She's like, okay, like, but just let somebody else get the phone. Just this one call. Like, okay, okay, just look at me, mom. Okay, okay. You got my full attention. Just 15 seconds. Okay. All right, you ready? Mom, God is before you. 
God is behind you. His hand of blessing is upon you. You can't lose. Like, ever. She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, she's getting it. She's getting it. She's like, that, that, Caleb, that's, that's really good. That's really good. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're getting it, are you? She's like, she's like, it's almost like it's like rigged in your favor or something. Mom, oh my goodness. That is so good. I might use that someday in a sermon, Mom. <laughs> she's like, she's like, it's almost like it's just rigged in your favor. Like, it's almost like when you play Monopoly and you land on free parking and then you're like pulling out the money you stole from the bank from under the board so you can win and have unlimited money. I'm like, are you kidding me, Mom? She's like, yeah, no, I used to do that all the time. That's how I'd beat you guys. I'm like, you cheated at Monopoly? She's like, don't tell anybody. I'm like, I'm telling them that in the sermon too, Mom. It's rigged in your favor. Hallelujah. Friends, God is before you. He's behind you. His hand of blessing is upon you. You cannot lose. Come on, somebody. And David, David, the David, the one I just talked about, he says such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you get it yet? Because it's too wonderful for David. Maybe it should be too wonderful for us. Friends, past, present, future, it does not matter what's happening today, what text message you just received, the one you got last night, the phone call you got, what's going to happen with your job next week, the thing you're praying for, he's with you. 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 You cannot escape from his spirit or his presence. If this thing gets in your spirit today, friends, something in your life is going to begin to change. When this thing got a hold of my heart, my faith just went off the charts. I, I, like, I've, I told stories in the workshop yesterday. Many of you guys know. I won't go into all of them right now. But he, like, when I, start, I started going into countries where airspaces were closed, where weathers and monsoons and fogs were canceling permits, and they just start parting around us and waited in line for five hours for an airplane ride to a country, to, to Pakistan, when the airspace was closed. And I waited in line with no plane rides for five hours, praying in the Holy Spirit. And my faith was off the charts because God already knew this moment was going to happen. And he already told me there was going to be a crusade in Pakistan. And so I'm standing there praying in the Holy Ghost. And I get to the counter, and the guy tells me, like, uh, well, the, you know there's no pack flights to Pakistan because the airspace is closed. I said, can you just check one more time <laughs> after five hours? He's like, there's been people waiting in the airport for three days to go home to their nation. He's like, there's no flights. I said, can you just check one more time for me? And so he checks, and a flight pops up right at the moment I'm there. Why? Because my faith was off the charts, and I knew that God was before me. God was behind me, and his hand of blessing was upon me. 
He already accounted for the fact that India was going to shoot a plane down from Pakistan. And he knew that 70,000 people needed to hear the gospel. And that's way more important than the war. Amen? <laughs> when you start thinking differently and kingdom-mindedly, then suddenly everything begins to change. Because his heart is all about souls. His heart is about people. It's not about you. What? Can I get an amen? <laughs> so everyone say, it's not about me. It's about his kingdom forcefully advancing into the earth for, for the blind to see, the deaf to hear, and the cripples to walk, for the mute to speak and the cancer to leave, for the freely you have received, freely give. Hallelujah. There is a world out here who needs Jesus, and we have the keys to bring Jesus to the nations, to bring it to our neighborhood right here in Marinette, in Menominee, in Peshtigo, in the surrounding areas. Right here, people need Jesus, and guess what? You're here. You're here. And guess what? You are supernatural friends. God is with you. He's with you. He's with you. And nothing you face is impossible for him because he already knows the end from the beginning. I love Hebrews chapter. Uh, I, let's go to Joshua 6 just real quick. And then we'll go to Hebrews 12. Hallelujah. Is anybody blessed? you have to understand about God is when you begin to hear his voice and begin to see what he's showing you, what he says is actually what matters, not what you think. What he says is written. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. I love this in Joshua 6 verse 1 and 2. It says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and its strong warriors. We know the story of Joshua and Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down, and they march seven times. We know the story, right? Well, Joshua, in this passage, 6 verse 1, it says, No one was allowed to go in or out because the people were afraid of the Israelites. That was verse 1. So in the natural, in the natural there was no way Jericho could be overtaken because nobody could even go in the city or out of the city. Everything was just stopped. It was a stalemate. No wins, no losses. Nobody was going to get overtaken. Like that was the natural, right? But verse 2, God says, Joshua, I have already given you Jericho, its kingdom, and its strong warriors. In the spirit, in, in what God had spoken in his word, Jericho had already been defeated. Hear me. Jericho had already been defeated. In the natural, nobody was allowed in or out. But it was already done, according to God, right? He knows the end from the beginning. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's flip there. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he's seated at the place of honor before God's throne. Many uh, passages or versions will say he is the author and the finisher. He is the initiator and the perfecter. He's the beginning and the end. We, we know this passage. Many of us are able to quote it, but do we actually understand what's going on here? God is the one who initiates our faith, and he's the one who calls, it, calls us from the other side to its completion. He is the initiator and the perfecter. He is the author, the one who writes it, 
and the finisher, the one who's ready calling us to it. What is our job then? Our job is to hear from the Lord what it is he's spoken to us and, and, and to see it for what he has called us to do. And our job is to walk to it. He initiated it. He perfected it. I'm just walking to where he perfected it to. He told me this is what he wants to do. So here's the finishing part. And he initiated it in my spirit. So now I got to start walking to where he told me to go. Uh, Joshua, guess what? Jericho has been defeated. But Lord, uh, nobody's allowed to go in or out of the city. Joshua, Jericho has been defeated. I've given it to you. Well, I don't know, Lord. They're not really letting anybody in right now. <laughs> Joshua, Jericho's been defeated. I've given you all of its strong warriors. God, they look pretty strong to me. Is, is this not where we camp out? <laughs> we love camping right here, right? But God is before me. God is behind me. His hand of blessing is upon me. He already accounted for Jericho not allowing anybody in or out. He already accounted for the strong warriors and the king. He already accounted for the edicts that the king was going to deliver. He already accounted for all of that. What's my job? He initiates it in my spirit, and now I walk to where it is that he's asking me to go. Friends, when we get a word from God, Jesus only did what he saw the Father saying and doing. Think about that. Jesus. Do we want to be like Jesus? He only did what the Father saw, like what he showed him. That means he was constantly having things initiated in his spirit, and then he was constantly walking to where God had asked him to go. How do you think that he went about doing God's work all of his days? He was in the prayer closet. He was, he was, he was in the presence of God. He was constantly going away to pray and to get away to find the word of the Lord. And I can guarantee you in those times, God was showing him visions and showing him revelation on where he was supposed to go for his day, who he was supposed to pray for, who he was supposed to talk to, which leper needed healed, which, which paralytic needed healed, which person needed a parable. Like he was constantly about his father's business and God used his life to declare the kingdom of God in the earth. And friends, likewise with you and me, he wants us to do the same. Hallelujah. Because God is before you. He's behind you, and his hand of blessing is upon you. Friends, when he initiates something in your spirit, nothing can take that away except for you. Well, Lord, I'm not moving. Jericho's strong, and I'm stubborn. Do you want that to be said about you on your tombstone, that Jericho's strong and I'm stubborn? <laughs> no, I want it to be said of me. Uh, a conqueror of Jericho in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. You see, God has written things about your life, and he has purposed things over your life that no, that no, no uh, enemy, no demon, no witch can stop in the name of Jesus. He has, he has put things on your life and destined greatness over your life to see his kingdom come to pass in the earth. We are partnering with the living God in the earth to see his kingdom come, to slay giants like Goliath, to walk through fires and not be burned like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to be chosen for such a time as this as Esther, to stand up in our generation and to pray when nobody else is praying like Daniel, to rise up and to walk into the storms like Peter and to walk onto the water. Friends, he is calling this generation forward. And friends, he has put you here in Marinette for a lost and a dying city who needs Jesus. 
He has put you here. And friends, that's good enough. Why? Because he put you here. And his plan is you in this city. His plan is you in this region. His plan is you at your job. His plan is you in your family reunion. His plan is you, 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 you in this place, in this time, in this season. Friends, people are dying. They're going to hell without Jesus. And friends, you have been put here for such a time as this. And I don't care if our fear gets in the way, if we get scared, if we get sick, if something happens, if we don't know what's going to happen and we get scared. God is before me. He's behind me. His hand of blessing is upon me. And it's rigged in my favor in Jesus' name. And if it looks like I lost, I didn't lose in Jesus' name. If it looks like I'm defeated, guess what? I'm not defeated in Jesus' name. He did not write destiny over my life to be defeated, but to defeat the works of the devil hallelujah he is he was sent in first john 3 8 to destroy the works of the devil and friends he has caused you to be courageous and strong in this generation to destroy the works of the devil is there anybody alive out there that might say i've been chosen for this season in this time of history in this city at this time to preach the gospel of jesus christ friends we don't have time to sit around and watch the news stations and play patty cake and eat cheetos come on somebody we got work to do. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the presence of God up here right now. Friends, he's put us here in this time, in this season. He has sent you. He has sent you. He has sent you. Friends, stop looking for somebody else to stand in the gap for their generation. He's put you here. He's put you next to that neighbor next door. He's put you at the country club. He's put you at the kids' soccer games. He's put you in your place of job right now. He has put you there for this time, and people need the message of Jesus more than ever. I'm so excited to go to the nations with my life, and we see all types of miracles, signs, and wonders, but it wasn't always like this in my life. I never, I never saw miracles, signs, and wonders. I always believed God could do stuff. But like I listened to sermons and went to churches and went to all night prayer meetings. You guys remember Sunday night revival services? Yeah, I, I did all that too. I was a holy roller. My mom made me stop fasting as a kid. She said I fasted too much. She said I was getting too skinny. Well, she probably should have let me keep going. But like <laughs> she, she, she told me, uh, she, she, she would try to pour into my life and told me I had a purpose on my life. My dad told me that I said, oh, dad, I want to reach my school for Jesus and he said, well, what do you want to do? I said, I like to play sports, Dad. He said, then start an after-school sports program and tell people about Jesus. At eight years old, I remember going into my public school, and we would do prayer around the flagpole, not just at CU at the pole, but every single week as an eight-year-old, as an eight-year-old, as, as a sixth, seventh, and eighth grader. By the time I was in eighth grade, four Christian meetings a week on our public school campus. There was more fights a week happening than there was public school, uh, than prayer meetings, I tell you. I almost got beat up so many times. The only reason I survived is I made friends with Bubba in the locker room. And he was, he was in eighth grade, and he was the biggest kid in the school. And he liked me, praise God. Nobody wanted to mess with Bubba. That was part of my strategy, though. I said, if I, if I make friends with Bubba, nobody's going to mess with me. So Bubba, Bubba loved me, and Bubba loved Jesus. So I was good, you know. <laughs> and friends, I preached the gospel every single day for, for three years in that junior high. And people were coming to Christ at our Christian meetings and our prayer around the flagpoles. High school, by the time we're seniors in high school, four Christian meetings a week on our campus, started a thing called the, Christ, uh, called the Prayer Furnace, Youth Alive, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, four meetings a week, 
Public Christianity was going out into our public school. Why? Because God had called me for such a time as this. I never saw a miracle, never saw a healing, never saw a deliverance, never saw anything. I just tried to tell people about Jesus, and people called me a Jesus freak, DC Talk style. Yeah, you guys remember them? Yeah, that's what they called me. But I felt like there was a call in my life. I went into ministry, went to Bible school, became a youth pastor for six years in Minnesota. Never saw a miracle, never saw a healing, never saw a deliverance. But I kept telling people about Jesus the whole time. I kept praying for the sick. Nobody would ever get healed. But I said, God has called me and chose me for such a time as this, and I'm going to keep preaching Jesus. And an opportunity came to serve in a ministry as a, 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 in, a, in a great ministry that was doing evangelism around the world. For three and a half years, I didn't preach. I didn't preach anywhere. I was just serving a man of God, changing his kids' diapers, holding bags. Uh, I was the one that wasn't at the conference or the meeting because I was at home babysitting. I didn't even get to go anywhere, do anything, but, I was, but the Lord was shaping me, informing me, and preparing me for this time. And finally, the moment came where he appeared to me in a vision, and he commissioned me into the nations. And he said, I've chosen you for this time and this season. And friends, at that moment, I said, yes, I said, yes, I said, yes. And I begin to follow the call of God into the nations. I'm nobody but a poor pastor's kid who was born in California who didn't have anything on my life. But God chose me for such a time as this to go into the nations. And I'm going to go, friends. But friends, I can't do it alone. I need you and I need you and I need you and I need you. I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. Every evangelist and missionary who's, who's slaving their lives away in countries and nations across the world needs you to pick up your keys to the kingdom and to preach the gospel in your neighborhoods and your generations. We need you. We all need each other. We're all the body of Christ, and nobody's better or worse than anybody else. And we're all apart, and we all need each other to preach Jesus in our generation. Will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Will you open your mouth, put your fear aside, and tell somebody about Jesus? Will you tell them the hope of glory that lives inside of you? Friends, we need in our generation because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back to take us home again. Is anybody ready to meet him? And friends, he's willing that none would perish. There's a community out there that needs Jesus. And you cannot be defeated in Jesus' name. Friends, it's time we put our fear aside and watch God do something powerful in our generation. I'm just going to ask ask you guys to just close your eyes for just a moment and, whew, hallelujah, Jesus, have mercy, he todo hallelujah, this is a holy and precious moment right now, worthy is the Lamb. Seated on the throne, we crown you now with many crowns. You reign victorious, high in lifted Son of God, the darling of heaven, crucified. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. If you could just stand to your feet right now. 
Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Your name is like honey on my lips. Your spirit's like water to my soul. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Your name is like honey on my lips. Your spirit's like water to my soul. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just declare over every single person that's here the blessing of the Lord upon them. Lord, I pray that favor would cover them as a shield. If you just want to lift your hands to heaven. Father, right now I pray in Jesus' name that you would just heal their bodies head to toe. Right now, that they would receive from the presence of God right now. Lord, that they would receive something from heaven that is that will not be shaken by moth or rust. Lord, but that they would receive something that cannot be shaken in their spirits today, God. I pray that they would have a revelation, God, that you are before them and everything in their future. That you are behind them and that nothing in their past could come against them. That your hand of blessing, hand of blessing, hand of blessing is upon them. And that in their present, no matter what it looks like, that they are blessed and highly favored. Father, I pray right now for every, uh, every sickness and illness in their body right now to dissipate at the mighty name of Jesus. And by faith, Lord, I pray that every mountain they are facing would be moved and cast away and thrown into the sea to never return again. Lord, I pray for every demonic stronghold that has come against their lives right now at the name of Jesus, that it falls down to the ground and leaves in Jesus' name, that it bows its head like Goliath did, face down in Jesus' name. And Lord, right now, may the authority of the Spirit, we cut the head off the enemy in Jesus' name to never come back again. The serpent, the spider, the scorpion, every little thing from the enemy right now is destroyed in Jesus' name. I speak life over your minds and your thought processes. I speak healing into your words and, and your thought processes, that your tongue uh, uh, would be completely baptized in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That every illness and sickness and, and poison that you have spoken from your tongue, that it just be covered in the blood and washed away in Jesus' name. I speak life from your tongues, that you would speak healing, you'd speak deliverance, you'd speak prosperity, you'd speak freedom, you'd speak a joy and love and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that the fruit of the Spirit would be your portion in your life in the name of Jesus, that you would receive the gifts of the Spirit right now as the Lord would will it. Holy Spirit, just begin to bestow your gifts on people, that they would operate in strength and, and, and that they would operate in freedom in their lives, Lord. That they would operate in healing and faith and they'd operate in, in tongues and interpretation, Lord. That they would 
operate with all of the giftings, Lord, with prophecy, that they'd operate with words of knowledge and words of wisdom and miracles, Lord, that they would walk with discerning of spirits, God, that they would be a people that are Holy Ghost filled and set apart for Marinette and the surrounding area, God, that they would be holding the keys to the kingdom you have given them and that, Lord, they would use that authority to release the glory of God in this city, God. We pray for revival to fall. Revival to fall. Revival to fall fresh upon us, Lord. That you would get us ready for the move of the spirit that you're going to do in this region, God. I pray by the spirit of God and the power of God, Lord, that these people would love deeply. That they would hope uh, continually, Lord. That they would move with faith constantly, Lord, in Jesus' name. That every giant would fall before them, Lord. That they would walk through the fire and not be burned, Lord. That they would be set apart for their generation for the glory of God, Lord. I pray, Lord, that in their workplaces they would not operate in fear, but they would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. In their family reunions that they would not be afraid, but that they would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for every, uh, every ailment of, of, of disease right now to be broken off their life in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you would send your angels right now with new livers and new kidneys and new hearts right now into their bodies right now, received by the Spirit of God. Maybe you just want to reach out symbolically and grab that liver, kidney, heart, organ, whatever it is. Just grab that new body part from heaven right now and put that thing in right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray you'd send your angels right now from heaven and just bring body parts into this room right now. New hearts, new diseases, new lungs, Lord. I pray for new eardrums right now. Lord, I pray for new eyeballs to see in Jesus' name. I pray for the deaf right now to open ears to open in Jesus' name, for the blind eyes to see, for migraine headaches to disappear. Father, I pray for every single ailment of every person right now to go. Autoimmune diseases break now in Jesus' name. Crohn's disease, I bind your power. Leave in Jesus' name. Ulcerative colitis, go right now in Jesus' name. Epstein-Barr, right now. Be broken right now. Anxiety attacks right now. I take authority over every anxiety, over every fear right now. Every demon of anxiety, every demon of fear. Break off your life now in Jesus' name. And may you be saturated and baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. May the fire of God just, just go before and just... Burn away everything that is not of the Lord right now from your thought process. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost in fire right now. Just receive, 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 receive in Jesus' name. Just receive right now the fire of God upon you. I pray right now for, for every, uh, every part of your intestinal tracts and your digestive tracts right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. All inflammation break off of you now in Jesus' name. Acid reflux right now. Be broken off your life in Jesus' name. I pray for your indigestion right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Uh, uh, ulcers go in Jesus' name. Right now, every ulcer just fall off now. Kidney stones right now that you'd never have another kidney stone again. Pass off and break off now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray by the Spirit of God that head to toe, everybody be washed in the blood of Jesus right now, that backs would be healed, shoulders would be healed, ankles would be healed. Right now, receive healing in Jesus' name. Jesus purchased it on the cross for you. He died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead victoriously for salvation and healing and deliverance. You don't have to live in bondage, friend. Today, be free and set apart. Free in Jesus' name. Every chain fall off your life. Hallelujah. Oh, for your glory. For your glory. For your glory. 
Lord, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. Can somebody shout for Jesus right now? Can you give the Lord praise right now? Jesus! Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, Jesus! King Jesus! King Jesus! King Jesus! King Jesus! All hail King Jesus! We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.